0: I think editorializing on interesting facts is sort of like the gist of it
1: what does factual even mean anyway i mean it certainly means different things to different people
0: i hit it i did it i hit it
1: okay <laughs> welcome to feature creep colon <laughs>
0: built-in microwave. semicolon
1: um executive assistant dana guest appearance i don't know co-host
0: <laughs> sure hi there hey, hey.
1: um There's-
0: How are we going to keep three voices? I am going to get so confused about who's talking now.
1: Well, um,
0: it was so hard with just two of us.
1: It was very hard. Uh, I
0: feel like Ned
2: has good reason to have concerns about that. Yes. But Meg, I'm pretty sure that you can tell the difference between my voice and Ned's voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's.
0: I'll just know that. If it's not Ned talking and it's not you talking, it must be me talking.
1: That's how you'll solid yeah. logic. Yeah. Okay. I, I've got it. I mean, I just I close it. my eyes and just like interject when it makes sense and try not to <laughs> try not to think about it too much. Um, Is
0: it like when you open your eyes? It's like looking down.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look down. Don't look down. <laughs>
0: I mean,
2: you'll have to be very careful, right? We all know that Ned is much easier to offend than I am. So you yes. have to know <laughs> who you're insulting at any given moment. Right?
1: Yes, exactly. I mean, it's basically like walking on eggshells around here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Dana, you've been working for us for over a year. You've been there since the very beginning, since the founding of the podcast. Right. And um, I just wanted to actually thank you for that. Specifically, because uh-huh. it's been really fun um, and everything you have done to like make this what it is today has been pretty fantastic
2: yeah well, yeah you're welcome and also thank you because it's been really fun to get to listen to you to chatting about new podcast topics and new episodes and what you've been up to and what you're researching for it and it's been a really fun fun project to be along for. It's fun to be on the audio now, but it's been fun to be in the uh, preparation side this whole time
1: yeah it's it's uh i'm actually really impressed with the three of us like how much we've gotten done um since that fateful night mm-hmm. i am too yeah um so <laughs>
0: <laughs> the night i fell off an air mattress n- <laughs> in slow motion <laughs> that was like i wish i had had video of that that would have been i do incredible. too yeah oh, yeah God, i was laughing so hard <laughs> You know, like, when you laugh really hard, you can't use your muscles to do other things? Yes. I was, like, sliding backwards and then upside down and then off to the side and <laughs> laughing the whole time. Like,
2: <laughs> So if I remember correctly, I had been trying to sleep and like- you two... Just could not wind down. No, and it's at some point just before you fell off the air mattress, it crossed the line from infuriating into hilarious, oh, and God. so I was finally resigned to my fate of like having to be up and be entertained by everything that was going on instead of getting uh-huh. any sleep. And then I finally like joined the conversation right in time for you to fall off of an air mattress, and it was kind of perfect.
0: Fantastic! <laughs> that was so bizarre. Like it was so cold. There was it, we had the mesh tent. Like, so the snow and rain were coming into the tent, and I had on every layer of clothing that I owned, and I was still too cold. And then I had, like, uh, some kind of dysbiotic diarrhea, and there were no toilets. Right. And... It was just like, oh my God. And I was like cold and wet and I had diarrhea. And like, <laughs> and like, I was just so amped up from having to drive like 12 hours to get there. I just could not calm down. I was so punchy. And we now, just, now. Have, oh my God, just had so little sleep. Yeah. There
2: were toilets. They were weird, hippie composting toilets, but there were right, toilets.
1: Right. Yes. <laughs>
0: I just couldn't use them. <laughs> like, I went into the ones that they had, you know, like, like the Rubbermaid bin with sawdust in it. And I'm like, that is insufficient for like microbiotic composting. But whatever. I was like, I could have maybe lived with it, except for the fact that I had like potentially pathogenic diarrhea. Like, I'm not yeah. just going to like, have diarrhea in a pile of saw- sawdust. <laughs> certainly not a communal shared pile of So right. That's right. just problematic. I was like, this is so unsanitary. I can't do this. Oh, my God. Not And not just because of me. Because I was like, I can't risk, like... I don't even know what was wrong with me. Uh, it w- anyway.
1: It, it was like, we get there and they're like, well, you have your choice of one of two Rubbermaid bins for your toilet. Which one would you like?
0: Right. Which one would you like? <laughs> you can take, it, take your choice. I
2: also liked getting there having you know lugged the tent and knowing it was going to be freezing cold and having a couple of people be like oh yeah they uh offered us a, a an rv like yeah. uh, didn't you get the offer of an rv no yeah usually if you're going to offer RV. some people something that you're not offering other people you should mention to the other people that
1: like, yeah they shouldn't yeah.
2: discuss the fact <laughs> that it was offered <laughs>
1: Well, um, I don't want to stare too hard away from this topic, but I do kind of, because I want to, I like generally we don't talk about it um, on the podcast, and so we'll probably keep that at least for a little longer. Um, I thought we might pivot to the topics. Um, yes. Since uh, Dana, you were like, I, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I think it Um, we have so many episodes out now. I think it's fair to talk about things a couple times because not everyone's going to listen to every single episode. Um, I would say, I would argue if you're one, if you're someone who's listening to every episode, you probably don't mind that we repeat ourselves occasionally. Um,
0: I think at some point there's like comfort in familiarity where it's like, oh, I remember that crazy story.
1: Yeah. So um, the way that the way that we come up with um, topics for the podcast is that Meg and I and oftentimes Dana, um, we have. Uh, we just kind of think of a thought and then we just text each other. And so I have this like wrong, long, wrong. it might be wrong <laughs> as well. This long uh, running list. Um, but I thought Dana, we'd start with some of the topics that you haven't, cause you listen to the podcast occasionally too, for, for quality control reasons. Um, I do. Yeah. Never and so for you,
0: enjoyment, only for fun. <laughs>
2: No, I I get no enjoyment out of hearing my friends talk. It's just out of the kindness of my heart to make sure that the audio is functioning properly.
1: Right. That's right, right,
0: all business here.
1: So, did you have some? You you said you had some that you hadn't listened to yet that you were you were curious about, or you had uh there were some topics we put up.
2: Well, so the episodes are always fun, but the titles are often my favorite. Uh-huh. And uh, going through this prompted me to look at some of the. Uh, titles for episodes that i either have listened to but can't figure out what, where the title came from <laughs> <laughs> or just haven't listened to but like the title um i think the the ones that uh jumped out to me for the moment were uh the trouble with authenticity um oh god jetson design aesthetic but we talked about that so much that i don't know that i want to revisit it yeah that's fair. My, my end answer was I can't actually finish the first episode because right. it hurts my head too badly it's to continue. so sexist yeah. and fucked up.
0: It's um, so
2: fucked up. <laughs> um, I-, I also liked uh, A Litany of Human Indignities. Yes. <laughs> designing Dystopia. <laughs> um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: And there's the- one other... Oh, I Don't Know uh, is also pretty high up on my <laughs> list oh. of titles, just because I can hear it in Meg's voice.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Oh, and God. then uh, all-time favorite, I think, has to be Someone's Going to Die, Part 1 and Part 2, just because it popped up on my phone with from my podcast app as, uh-huh. like, a new episode. Somebody's going to die. <laughs> Somebody's
0: going to die. <laughs> that is the internet's favorite episode as well. We have far more hits on that episode than any of our others yeah Interesting. like yeah
1: it's like orders of magnitude more listeners to that episode than any of the other ones which makes think, me think it's like pretty hard clickbait but
0: yeah I think like people expected some kind of like actual death related content
1: yeah <laughs> like, sorry yeah to
0: disappoint you this is about a thought experiment right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: involving a streetcar. I mean, given the popularity of podcasts like my favorite murderer, I suppose we shouldn't be surprised that somebody's right? going to die attracting yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Right. I bet right.
0: there's a lot of people who feel super let down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> by our content. Oh, it's so funny.
1: So yeah, that's uh, yeah, there's the titles are probably I would definitely say this is a title driven podcast. Um
0: I was gonna say title forward.
1: T- yes. t- title forward, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like, in some ways, I can imagine people subscribing to our list just for the titles and never listening, which is fine. Like, it's just like, you know... That's,
2: that's a I feel like I would die of curiosity. Like, what do you mean I can read Intelligent Design is stupid, S-T-O-O-P-I-D, but I'm not allowed to listen to <laughs> yes. what they're talking about.
0: <laughs> I, I just... I have these, like, moments where... Um, Uh, someday in the future i feel like somebody's going to try to hold me account to account for something i said on this goofy podcast and i'm gonna have to like defend it and i'm gonna go back and listen to it and be like no i was right i absolutely stand by
2: (laughs) (laughs) so my dad tells a story that is probably apocryphal about a uh local he lives up in the mountains and about a local suing uh their local newspaper for mm-hmm. what he claimed was libel about I don't know his business practices or his property or something and the the punchline to the story is that the courts determined that everyone knows that that newspaper is unreliable and it can't be libel if no one believes what you say to begin with <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and I don't think the story ever actually happened, but it is exactly what I think of when you say someone's gonna try to hold me to account on this podcast. It's like, have you listened to this podcast?
0: It's like a hundred percent unadulterated absurdity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh man, like we always had this little feature. Um That we put at the end of the full length episodes that we release on Mondays about um, tips for living well in hell, which of course is predicated on the idea that we're all living in a hellish scenario. And two days ago, I read this article from physics.org that was about um, like how the global climate change Reality is so much worse than anybody stating it is because everyone who has an informed opinion is like a pigeonholed expert on some tiny portion of the problem. And so they're not seeing the big picture and it's a lot worse than people recognize. And it's going to take a lot more um, coordinated and global scale efforts to turn it around. Um, And they made some recommendations that were like, Things that I would have recommended, but five years ago people would have called me like a Kami Pinko for suggesting them. You know what I mean, <laughs> and it was so refreshing to see this like list of things from from this website um and uh I can't remember why I was telling you guys this anyway, oh, because we are living in well in hell, yes if you're listening to this podcast, we have help for that the happy home records um anyway it's uh it's definitely as grim as I think it is. So I was right and you're welcome for the
2: (laughs) I'm not sure they're helpful tips, but they're tipful tips. They're
1: very tipful. Very tipful, I mean. I I think like I would say like one in four is 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 not incredibly steeped in like absurdism and like sarcasm. Um Occas- like yeah. you know occasionally the tips are much more like you know hey we did this thing and it it, it seems to help me get through this difficult time maybe it might help you yeah. um but a lot Fair of enough. them are definitely in the obs- in like levels of absurdity
0: absurdity i you mean know. for sure like get yourself a space wig is one of them like yeah. get a <laughs> wig and like wear it all the time just get a wig it yeah. doesn't matter it doesn't matter the, the hurdle is getting the wig the type of wig is really secondary of of, of concern.
2: Um, it'll make you smile. By the way, Ned, if there was um audio disturbance about five or ten seconds ago, that was my cat banging his head into my microphone. I saw
0: that. <laughs> <could. Yes. laughs> it's very cute. There was one podcast where Ned was falling asleep and his nose was hitting <laughs> the microphone and you can hear it like plunk. <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: Yeah. Um great. yeah there's definitely uh I, generally, the bar for audio for this podcast is I'm my goal is to make it very intelligible and not painful to listen to. I don't right. need it to be like professional levels where it's like, oh, my God, like you can't possibly allow that like background click to have happened or someone's cat to have like knocked the mic stand over. Like those <laughs> things are fine. Um, That's yeah, where like, the
0: authenticity comes in.
1: The authenticity, yes. <laughs> or Perfect. the trouble with it anyway. <laughs>
0: I think like when we thought about doing this, the whole idea was just the, so the highest goods that we placed on this project were like consistency, like let's do it every Monday and then turn to every Monday and Thursday. And like, I think both of us appreciated the systematic elements of it, like how we build the actual workflow. And so it's nice to be able to get like that sense of accomplishment, like, oh, I, I did another thing and now I finished out the thing and that thing is done. And now I, I can do another thing and I can finish out the thing and now that thing is done. And now we have like this giant list of shit that we've done. Like,
1: yeah, it's um, it's pretty amazing. Like I the fact that we've got to over 100 episodes already published, um, we've been doing it for over a year. I'm I'm proud of us. Good job. Team. What are we,
0: 49, 49, 49th in Ireland?
1: Yes. 50, 53rd, 49th.
0: In Ireland? We're like the 49th ranked design podcast in Ireland. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> Awesome. And I was like, <laughs> how many design pod Or 59th? Maybe it was like we're on the verge of 60th. I was like, how can there even be that many design podcasts in Ireland? <laughs> like we're definitely at the back end of that train.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyone can make a podcast about anything as you two have bo- delightfully Proof. proven. Yeah, so, Here's
1: the here's there the may email. Be
2: a podcast about design.
1: Here's the email from Carlos at podstatus.com. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Hope all is well. I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast future creep colon built in microwave has good performance in some rankings last 30 days position 59 in the category of design in Ireland position 230 in the category of design in United Kingdom awesome happy podcasting happy podcasting so we're internet yeah. famous
0: Meg
2: we've also answered your question there are at least 239 design podcasts somewhere yes. near Ireland right. so. yes. 59 is nothing to sneeze at
1: right right
0: <laughs> oh man I'm gonna go get the number 59 tattooed on my arm really big now right <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm going to wear clothing that's conspicuously altered so that it always reveals the tattoo. And I'm going to position myself so that people are basically forced to ask me <laughs> about it constantly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Here we go. It's my new thing. <laughs> Before we do that, let's maybe look up what that number means to other people. Right. I going to be regularly right. right. yeah, misinterpreted. Right. <laughs> different
0: things to different people. <laughs> Be like, shit, I can't get rid of this. (laughs) (laughs) Why couldn't I have said 58?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I did that the other day. We were trying to title something. And I thought, oh, this sort of thing that we're doing is going to turn into an acronym. I need to go look up what the like what else that acronym means. Yes. And then I had to throw out like my first 12 ideas because I can't have an acronym that makes people think of this other thing that it absolutely isn't. And it's absolutely
0: not what I meant. That's fantastic. I, I, my brain is like running through all sorts of terrible acronyms now that it could be you don't wonderfully
2: uh, you can Google any acronym and get a, you know, infinite list of everything (laughs) that that acronym has been used for in the history of time. So it is actually fairly easy to make sure that you're not doing
0: anything disastrous. Right.
2: Which begs the question why people aren't more careful when they
0: name their companies, Right. You would think, right? Like I always think about when something with that much, um, you would presume that much thought and, organization around it as a central idea to a business or whatever you would think that enough people would be attached to it with editorial sentiments that it would make it through a process where a process of refinement and not like sounds good to me like 300 times or whatever it takes to actually register a company like how many people holy shit that's a lot a lot of people dropping the ball
2: People don't think. So uh, in 2008, and I I just Googled this to verify it because I've always kind of wondered if I might have made it up because it was such a bad idea. In 2008, I was watching TV and I watched a Botox ad that used the slogan, it's all about freedom of expression. No! I, (laughs) I just sat there and stared and thought, how did that make it? through like someone's idea into an advertising exact conversation into a full scale ad campaign with no one saying hey folks i think this is a really bad idea right. <laughs> and it it played now once it was on national tv people started pointing out that it was a really bad idea and they pulled it
0: but oh my
2: God. it made it all the way through That's paying actors, that's writing scripts uh-huh. That's paying for ad
0: time <laughs> Wow Yeah, that's what I mean Like a whole bunch of people who aren't necessarily Like directly Related to the thing Would still nonetheless be like, wow There's like, like you said, revenue or like Actual design work Or something that has to be done with this All along the way And nobody's, nobody's the work. There was I this Yeah, go ahead I used to joke that I needed a job
2: description for, like, someone who stops you from moving forward with a bad idea. Yes. On just, like, any plane, right? Oh, I want to create a business. Oh, I want to write a book. Oh, I want to post something on social media. Oh, I want to start a political campaign. Like, hire the bad idea avoidance specialist first Mm -hmm. and have them analyze it and say your last name is the same as that medication your slogan is easily misinterpreted your organization acronym also means this other thing right like just run through all of the reasons why you might want to rethink it before you throw money at it
1: yeah Yeah. like professional idea vetter
2: partly because i think it would be a really fun job to have yeah yeah but also partly because man people just don't think about it enough
1: right
0: yes oh my god bad idea avoidance professionals so um there we go i'm making a note of that
1: there was work. there was this like local business near me down the street um it was a like a beauty salon and the name Can of I the just
0: p- interrupt real
2: fast yes do before yeah. i won't forget my bad idea avoidance specialist identity feels the need to point out that bad idea avoidance is a terrible name for this yes. and that we need to improve it <laughs> I'm sorry, dad, you were saying that's right Um, down the street.
1: Yeah. So there's a, there was a beauty salon, um, down the, you know, down the way for me and it had this big sign and the name of the beauty salon was pop physique, POP physique. Right. And, um, but they chose this font that, the, um, in fonts, I can't remember what it is where it sticks down below the line, but the tails like off the P. Um, so mm. the first P was uppercase and the second P was lowercase. So the word pop had like P O P with the P the second P with the P is the tail, the, t- the tail was sticking down mm-hmm. and, okay. but then they like hired some graphic artist or somebody to design the logo. And so then the pop part <laughs> of the pop physique, had the bottom line like fade out like in that sort of 80s like sort of like sunrise fade look mm-hmm. so now if you weren't right next to the sign and you looked at it it read poo physique because you couldn't <laughs> see the tail of the second P very awesome. easily brilliant and it was like and the farther away you got the more boldly it just said poo physique <laughs> anyway
2: i think i so, just found it go ahead go ahead no i think i just pulled it up and now i have to send it and see if i'm right
1: okay awesome oh um yeah so uh i also had some other ideas but i don't remember I where the they went they they're yeah um oh my yeah yes. that's that's it
0: awesome Oh my.
1: Oh, yeah. See how the P is like faded away? Like the the tail of the, yeah. So anything,
0: yeah, anything hanging below the
2: line. Yes. It is, by the way, uh, the logo that we're talking about is at popphysique.com, not to advertise for them, but in case anyone wants to see what we're talking about. Yeah.
1: And so this this logo is updated from what it was on the sign, but it's not much better.
0: Now that. That is shocking to me that you can make the like that you can recognize a redesign is necessary and then screw it up the second time, too.
1: Yeah, it's, it's um, it's bizarre. It's,
0: it screams to me
2: that some artist felt really strongly about their design and that some very kind manager somewhere was like, hey, Sally, I know you're really proud of your design. We just need to tweak it a little bit because they knew that it would just be absolutely awful to say, hey, your design is (laughs) causing us major (laughs) problems and we need to completely revisit it.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I bet you're right. It's weird, too, because like. The it does something strange to my brain with this particular font because my brain reads it left to right and it goes pop. Nope, that's poo. Nope. There's a P there. Is it poop? (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> nope, there's only two letters there. <laughs> Just go, that's terrible. Like it's really bad. Um, here's another one that I think missed the editorial process. And while I'm not surprised by the fact that this the 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 mistake here escaped the editorial process given the population of um scrutiny. We'll we'll get there in a second. Uh I'm now as time goes on. <clears throat> even more disappointed with a larger sphere of people because nobody's pointing out the obvious, like, dumb thing that's operating here. So uh, national politics, Amazon or whoever it was, kicked Parlor off. And now...
1: Yes, they that, dumped Parler off their servers.
0: They jumped... Okay, so when the first time I heard about Parlor, somebody spoke the name to me, but I had never seen the name referenced in print. And Damon also was of the same mind as I was. We thought it was parlor, like a parlor you would sit and have tea in, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. when someone pronounced it, they pronounced it parlor. And I was sitting there scrutinizing the linguistical mysteries of why a group of white guys would choose a platform called parlor. <laughs> because culturally, it doesn't make sense, right? Right. And so then I saw it in print, and it occurs to me that it's, they're mispronouncing it because it's a French word, "parler," and it's in the infinitive form of the verb, which in English trans- translates to to speak or to talk. So they're using a platform that's named after a French verb, and the way that you pronounce that is "parler." Not yes. Parlour. But nobody but, has pointed this out.
2: <laughs> but hang on,
0: let's let's complicate it a little bit further.
2: Because okay. in English, parlay means to reach a truce or to reach an agreement, which is definitely not what they intend to do.
1: Right. No.
2: Oh my and God. most of the people on parlor don't like the French. Right. right. It's
0: it's like, how did this happen? This is so fucking crazy. It's crazy on so many levels. Crazy? 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 Crazy. <laughs>
2: I think the answer is that all the good names were taken in the 90s and everyone since has been scrambling for something that isn't already claimed.
1: Right. (laughs) I've always like, as far as like tech names go, there is this like huge wealth of Latin that is just totally underutilized that I've always just wondered why it's like, come on, like there's all these other languages, and there's a dead language that's not going to overrun a lot of things mm-hmm. that a lot of people know anyway point yeah. yeah
0: it's all it's all right there, you guys I mean, Just scientists have known it. this shit for years,
1: <laughs> yeah, since the yeah. dawn of time, like it's you know, well, since recorded history anyway, um right. yeah, so <laughs> the dawn of time, okay, a little hyperbolic there um,
0: since the big Bang
1: yes. I've We're never been hyper. Oh, yeah,
2: definitely the biggest concern with the accuracy of this podcast is yes. your use of the phrase yes. "the dot of time." <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: <coughs> yeah. So. Yeah. <coughs> I now we've said it. Now at least somebody on the internet has pointed out the the multifaceted meta weirdness of. parlor and the people who say it and the people who use it if
2: it helps if it makes you feel any better i have been thinking exactly what you just said but you're right i haven't encountered anyone else saying it
0: (laughs) yeah i was like how is nobody else pointing out like how like hilariously bad this is like, <laughs> or like you remember a few short years ago with the freedom fries and dumping yes. fresh wine into the street we yes. <laughs> <Like>, are <laughs> not going to bring that up like that never happened like it's all no. connected <laughs> i feel like i'm taking crazy pills
1: the freedom I, fries and the freedom toast is one of my favorites <laughs> sorry at
2: some point there is a group of people taking pride in not being educated enough to yes. notice these sorts of problems.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah. I, I'm going to end up in a concentration camp because I'm too intellectual for people and I just can't keep my mouth shut about words.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like we're paying the price for being, um, overly punishing for ignorance because now there's a pride in ignorance. Like there was some middle ground like culturally there should be some middle ground where it's like ignorance is is um, not shameful because it's a solvable problem. You can be ignorant of a thing and then learn about it. The problem is the pride in it. And then the other problem is like demeaning people for not knowing something. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Okay, but now I'm hung up on the fact that traditionally white people once educated look at anyone who isn't white and say it's okay that you can't be educated the same way you're just not as smart as me how do you square that with taking pride in ignorance
1: well no no that yes so that's that's the problem right like there's a balance where it's like it needs to not be demeaning and like In the tech world, like I try to call, like I, you know, when I work, I try to cultivate like an attitude of when someone doesn't know something being like feeling like I try not to treat them like I'm better than them. I try to be like, Oh, I'm excited. I get to share in your new experience of this cool thing. So Mm -hmm. in some ways it's like, that's fine. And you know, that's my, that's my goal is to try and like create more of a culture of like, Hey, let's all share in the excitement and, and, interest in learning about how the world works and like new ideas um to answer your question that's right like i don't i don't agree with that sentiment not your sentiment but the sentiment of like as a you know rich white educated person like looking down on somebody and being like it's okay that you don't know like i don't mean like that i mean like Like they shouldn't be punished. It should be like we should provide as much like I was so mad at my aunt who's a teacher in England. And she has this attitude that she's like, oh, not everybody should have access to college. And I'm like, fuck that. Like everyone should have the opportunity to have the highest education possible and to not set barriers. Because she's like, well, not everyone can be like a Ph.D. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Everybody should be. That's fine. Like if they want to be. be. Yes. That doesn't like that doesn't break our society somehow. There's I know some, there's economic issues, but
2: I think some of it's just a communication issue, right? Like I right. I I would guess that some of the intent behind that is you can be useful to society, have an influence, have a successful life, have a happy life without right. being a PhD. And all of those things are true. Yes, absolutely. But there's some missing nuance there. And at that point, I don't know if it's just us being word nerds, because I, I agree with you but I also know that not everyone cares that much about language. Right. Or if it's actually a need to clarify the language.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I, and you know, there yeah. is like, there's, there's the issues of, um, you know, one person can't know everything. Um, especially now as we have this like incredibly complex structure of society and like the internet, you know, adds a whole new layer of information exchange. And um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, it's I mean it's not it's not a solved problem and it's not like oh we we know what the answer is but we just haven't done it yet um,
2: yeah yeah
1: and I definitely don't feel like I've answered your question very well Dana and I don't know that I have a good answer to that um,
2: I I think if we could answer that that we would have a lot less confusion about how we got <laughs> right. where we ended up. Yes. I, I hope that we can eventually answer it because I think we're going to need to in order yes. to pull ourselves back out but yeah. I don't know the answer either
1: yeah mm-hmm. Um, I would also
2: add if we're talking pet peeves yes. about the fact that there seems to be this idea that someone explaining something properly after it's been explained improperly yeah, doesn't require a change in behavior. And I keep running into this with like specifically pandemic mm-hmm. stuff where yes. I'll have someone say to me, I'm not doing this because it doesn't make sense to me. Right. And I will say, would you like an explanation? Because my, I'm not an epidemiologist and I'm not a doctor, but my background makes me a little bit better at translating science into English. And a sure. bunch of the people in my circle are, are doctors or epidemiologists. And they'll say, sure, I'd love an explanation. And I will give them an explanation. And they will say, well, I didn't understand it before. Now it makes sense. I'm still not going to do the thing. But now I understand why I should. And I go, what just happened? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And their explanation to me is it wasn't explained properly the first time.
0: So I don't have to do it. Yeah. That's a like dangerous logic set.
1: There's yes. There's a similar mindset I've observed where um, people dismiss science because science changes its ideas. Mm hmm. It's like, well, make up your mind. And it's like, yeah, that's literally what we're doing. We're making up our mind. Like we're thinking through the things. And then as new information becomes available, we're changing and reacting to it. But they use that to just dismiss it. I mean, ultimately, I think it just comes down to, um, you know, ignorance allows you to do what you want and not have to internally face consequences of like, you know, it's like it's a way to like sort of skirt culpability Um, in your mind and then when everybody's doing it it's even easier because there's less external consequences and so now we're just like we're all in agreement that we just do what we want and pretend like reality is not reality
2: yeah so now i'm bouncing topics slightly but um i mean wait
1: laser focused (laughs) (laughs) sorry
2: (laughs) My grandfather used to talk about um, putting people's behavior into quadrants, and I just looked it up, and it looks to me like this might have come from Stanford uni- University professor Paul Sappho, which would make sense because my grandfather had affiliations with Stanford, too. Yeah. But he basically said that you can look at how strongly or weakly people hold their opinions and how strong or weak someone's opinions are, and you can get a lot of information about how they're going to behave and about how you can, how you can interact with them and um he tended to categorize my family as strong opinions weakly held. We have we will hold on to our opinions forever until someone can prove us wrong, and then we're perfectly happy to throw them out the window and go off crusading for the new opinion. I
0: feel a lot of like sympathy to that position. I think yeah. I haven't heard the other three categories, but that sounds a lot like how I operate. <laughs> but here's the thing
2: is I Googled that. Framework, mm-hmm. um, and I'm finding a bunch of like very strong, very strong opinions about whether or not this is a good framework, <laughs> which is kind of awesome. Um, I'm actually going to propose that we should maybe actually read some of the articles that I'm seeing yes. here and have a longer discussion about it because I'd I find that. it really fascinating, and yeah. I have always talk to people about this as a thing that my grandfather used to say and as a way that I I think of when I think of our family. But mm-hmm. I haven't actually ever looked into like what people think about this theory or whether where it came from yeah, or any of those yeah. things.
0: It, watch it's like something that came out of Nazi Germany and we're like, never mind, never mind. Right. <laughs> yeah. Possible, um, but uh, I, it doesn't
2: appear to. It it does yeah. look like it came out of Stanford. That's fantastic. Um I, I'm my I'm favorite a note of it. Uh so bouncing from one article to another, I see strong opinions, weekly held a framework for thinking. And then I see strong opinions, loosely held might be the worst idea in tech. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) So it is very clear that there are lots of opinions.
1: (laughs) Right. Right.
0: (laughs) That's fabulous. I'm putting that, I'm adding this to the podcast. I want to do this one. I think this sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Strong opinion. I'm just going to call it strong opinions. Weekly held is what I'm going to. Great. Insert the, um, So that's that's super funny um, because like Ned and I have talked about how we have a very loose grip on what we think reality is, which Mm -hmm. means that we're not disappointed very often when we have to just give up how we were thinking something was when presented with some new information. And like, as we were talking about this, I was thinking about how the Big Lebowski is like the model for universal behavior. And it's like some new shit has come to light, man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I just got to change my opinions a little bit.
2: Um, But I think uh, that if your identity is built around being someone who understands how it all works, that that is a less easy thing to do.
0: Yes, sure. Absolutely. I mean... Um, it's strong opinions weekly held, right? Yeah. Yes. held. All right. Great. It's on the list. Um, I was also thinking of another thing that um, is really funny about Lebowski too in the current scenario because I am, I'm constantly reminded of how much like the big Lebowski our president is, um, <laughs> and how like everything that the big that Jeffrey Lebowski and Walter say about him is comparable to things that you could say about our president up to and including the fact that, um, when the Lebowski goes to visit Brandt is like, Mr. Lebowski is in seclusion in the West wing and how like the president has been in complete isolation yes. in, a, in a gloomy mood because it turns out that he's a total fraud and he's right. like, he can't get his hands on money. <laughs> it's like yes. odd, life and art <laughs> and art and life.
1: Oh man. Yeah
2: i will admit though that he and i have one thing in common which is when things get stressful i just want to go watch dumb tv shows until it's better
0: Ah.
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah so i can at least sympathize with how he's spending his time even if i wish that he could be more productive or take more responsibility right
0: right oh that's funny um let's see let's check our time we're at 39 minutes 47 seconds probably. yeah
1: can you guys push through for another 20 or uh because we got or we can I call can it a probably
0: short. go another 10 and then i have to jump off and put on oh, okay. some pants of some kind and get in a car and drive to taylor's falls
1: well we can i think we could um. call this a short it's a long short i mean this is not the longest short that we've recorded so i'm happy with that
0: <laughs> this is true yeah um It's all just, it's all, uh, just a scattergram at this point.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm actually, Dana, I'm very excited about that topic. So I think we'll, um, I look forward to maybe getting into that. So maybe in, uh, this next week we can carve out some time and, and connect.
2: Sounds great.
1: Okay. So I think, um, I think on our shorts, we don't do, we could do a color of the day. Um,
0: oh, Right. Um, we absolutely could. There's no reason we couldn't do a color of the day. What color, what color is the day? What is today's color? Uh,
1: let me just have, uh, okay, here we go. Hold on.
0: In addition to tips about living well in hell, we've also begun a new side project that is um, sharing the color of the day, which is much like Pantone's color of the year, except we do it better and 364 times as often.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
2: well, unless you want me to start naming the color of the things in my immediate vicinity, you two should take this one i'm a i'm far too literal
1: okay um all right, so i'm looking for there's usually a good where's where's that um hold on a second there's a i have it written down um talk amongst yourselves for just a moment while i
2: <clears throat> now I'm is- just thinking patterns of the day because I'm looking out the window at a buckskin horse and I have a lynx point Aww. cat sitting in my lap. But none of those <laughs> are colors exactly. Oh, Here
1: we
0: the- go. I think your cat kind of looks like the colors of when well, both of your cats do um, when you have black coffee and then you pour cream into it, but you don't <laughs> s- stir it yet. Like and it's yes. just kind of like clouding through. Absolutely.
2: Um, also, uh, I have two cats with Siamese coloring. Meg, do you know where that coloring comes from, if I can be a total nerd? No. So Siamese colored cats are born white. And you can tell which parts of their body were exposed to warmth. Um, because the colder parts of their body turn black over time or turn dark over time.
0: Whoa! Whoa!
2: So if you look closely at my female cat, she has one darker side of her body than her other because she preferentially lies on her side. And the side that she lies on was warmer than the side that was exposed to the air while she slept.
0: That's so cute. How how big is the window for this to, like, impact the color over time? Like, I...
2: I don't know. I want to say it's like nine months to a year, maybe up to like a year and a half or so. We'd have to Google the... Yeah. We'd have to Google it. But Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I can I can send you pictures of them as babies and they were snow white and then they were the tiniest bit gray in some spots and now they are <gasps> how they currently
0: look. That's amazing. Yes. Cat, cat colors are really weird and really awesome. Yeah. Oh. All I have right. No idea. I'm going to remember this forever. Every <laughs> time I look at a cat now, I'm going to be like, "Hmm."
2: It's only some, but only, um, yeah. any of the Siamese-looking cats with with points, right, where they're yes. uh, the tips of their paws and the tips of their ears and their tail are different colors. It is it is often uh, genetics plus temperature exposure.
1: Wow. Yeah, so cool. Uh, okay, so. The color of the day, which, um, mm. as we all know, will solve all of your problems and is very important. Um, so the yeah. color for today is Celadon. That's C E L A D O N. Um, okay. and that color is the RGB values of that color are one, seven, two, 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 five, one, seven, five. Um, and I will send you guys a a link. One, seven, two, 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 five, one, seven,
0: five.
1: Yes. All right. Um,
0: Send me the link. I'll put it in our notes. Yeah. And now we have to look at the color and we'll talk about it. Yeah. How does like, it make your fe- oh, it make you feel? This makes me feel... Okay. So this color is like equivalent to... Or very adjacent to what I think of as Crayola Crayon's seafoam green. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a minty color. It is cooler than it is warm. So it's a bluer green than it is yellow green. It's not like a spring green. It's definitely like a minty green. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me think of like the glassware that was made in the depression that's like this minty color, or there was like pink glass. <gasps> yeah. And it's the hobnail glass. Um, uh-huh. And in this case, it's opaque. So you can't see through the candy dish. Right, but it has way. that, yeah. Right. This is great. This is a really good one. Ooh.
1: So, yeah, so wear Celadon today. Um, it's definitely the day for Celadon.
0: Excellent. Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff, Celadon. I really like it. It's nice, too, because this is not a wintry color at all. This is like yeah. a I can't think of, Kind of, it doesn't really make me think of any particular... Um,
1: it's not seasonal, necessarily.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Or I it's like think it's a little easter e
1: easter okay okay yeah
0: i would accept easter
1: <laughs> it does have a, a little bit of a pastel feel to it
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah there's something spring-ish about it yeah it would be maybe a good color for bridesmaid dresses although i in not fact a fan of bridesmaid dresses
1: i'm pretty sure i've been to a wedding where this was the color of the bridesmaid dresses now that i think about it um
2: if, yeah. it is- if you Go ahead. It is almost the color of uh, the eggs laid by one of our chickens, but it's a little bit more green.
0: Oh, that's fun. Oh, yes. As soon as you said that, like I haven't seen, I've seen your chickens eggs in in photos, but I've also seen chickens that lay eggs that are are a little bit more the color you're talking about than what this color is. That's really, yes, vivid. Like as soon as you said that, it popped into my memory. (laughs) I have seen this chicken egg color before.
2: Yeah, if you dial down the intensity just a little bit into natural rather than paint chip, I think uh-huh. you end up with a chicken egg pretty right. easily.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, this is great. Like, uh, I'm just looking at my cool people watch, and the watch is telling me that Pantone's colors are still boring yellow and gray. <laughs> <laughs> All right, still yellow and gray going to be yellow and gray for almost another year and next time we'll be off to a new color
1: i do i do appreciate um remember when we talked about the pantone bullshit podcast and Mm -hmm. like one of my gripes was that if you choose one color it has no context and so it's very difficult like it it feels very meaningless and i love how this year they came out with two colors (laughs)
0: yeah and like the the only thing that i saw them remark on that made me think that there was any kind of immediacy or relevancy to their choice was that stupid banana taped to a wall at art miami (laughs) i was like that's why you chose these colors
1: i my takeaway (laughs) is that they listen to our podcast and they're like subtly like dealing with our criticism and trying to step Mm -hmm. up their game
2: it's only a matter of time before they call and hire you, Ned. You, yeah. you will pick the color
0: of hey, 2020.
1: We're, we're ranked 59th in Ireland. So, That's you know, it right. doesn't. <laughs> it's not beyond beyond Ken that that might have been true. Um.
0: I mean, uh, we are the <laughs> economical choice if you need color designers.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Put it that way. 100%. Yeah.
0: If you can't afford a, a first or second tier design podcast, podcaster, consultant, then you can hire us.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know, Ned. Colors,
2: Your relative might be right because I don't think either of you have a PhD in color picking.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yet, yet. The, pro- the point is that I have the potential to have that.
0: That's right. You you, You've named it. You've named it. Now go for it.
1: It's, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I often commit to a joke, but I don't know if I'm committed to getting a PhD in color picking that level of commitment no, 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 to there, a joke.
2: I don't know that there is a PhD <laughs> in color picking, but I guess we could go do some research.
0: There for sure is. And if there isn't, there is absolutely some institute of higher education that is willing to take your money to give you a piece of paper that says. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, uh Okay, well, anyway, um, I think this actually qualifies as a long. We're pushing up on 50 minutes, so I think we okay. can squeak it in there and, um, you know, we'll figure it out. Anyway, I mean, the important thing is that there's strong distinctions and rules and anyway, yep. um, yeah, rigidity, rigidity,
0: mm-hmm. inflexibility. <laughs> narrow,
1: inflexibility,
0: <laughs> narrow and
2: hate focused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will play by your rules in this case. That that is perfectly fine with me. (laughs) Excellent. All right. All right. Well, Well, Dana, um, it
1: was a pleasure and I look forward to you uh, co-hosting with us in, uh, in the near future. So
2: So do I. Thank you again for helping me get audio set up and uh, letting me come be a voice on the podcast instead of a a nebulous executive assistant in the background. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: A plus, a plus. Great job, Mm -hmm. everybody. Mm
1: Okay, now I guess we just hit uh, stop recording and we don't have to okay. do All much right. else. Okay, bye. bye.